score after two here in North Andover is UConn 4, Merrimack 2. Mike McNick and John Leahy with you. And our guest here, second intermission, Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com, the Eagle Tribune, College Hockey News, College Hockey Insider, NeutralZone.net. Check them all out, folks. Uh, Mike, your take on the uh, play to this point in the game, UConn outscoring Merrimack in each of the first two periods by the score of 2-1 to one and outscoring Merrimack in even strength, 4-1. to one. That seems to be the story of the game. Yeah, I mean, one of the bigger 20 minutes of the year probably coming up right now. You know, given kind of where we are at the schedule and what this game can mean uh, moving forward, both nationally and in the, and in the league standings, uh, probably the, the biggest period of the year coming up. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how big really is this game? I mean, for either team, and certainly both clubs can help themselves an awful lot uh, with a win, but, you know, is a loss that devastating to either team? Devastating, no, but it's big. I, I mean, it, look at how close the standings are right now. I think there's a legitimate chance teams can be bunched up at the end of the year. And uh, not only is our three points on the line tonight for Merrimack, but, but a tiebreaker is too, potentially. Uh, if you lose another one to UConn, you don't have to, uh, or they don't have to necessarily finish ahead of you. But you have to finish ahead of them. So uh, I think that when that comes into play, it, it gets bigger. Uh, you know, nationally, Merrimack's going to be floating. If you look at the teams that are ahead of them, somewhere in the neighborhood of 12 to 19 in the Paralyzed, probably the rest of the year, unless they go on a really big winning streak or a really big losing streak. Uh, you know, they, they're going to continue to kind of float in that area. But, yeah, it's from a league standpoint, I, I think as we get closer here, especially seeing how bunched up the standings are, tiebreakers could be big on the end of the year. Yeah, I think from what I was looking at, again, we'll talk about pairwise. So UConn's trying to move themselves up as well. At this point of the season, it is tough to move up, right? I mean, uh, you know, you really need a lot of help from other teams that are just ahead of you to, you know, either take a little bit of a nosedive or what have you. But, you know, looked at it for, for Merrimack, for example, and for the next few weeks, it looked like even if they ran the table, it wasn't going to help them very much. Uh, UConn similarly... Given who they play, yeah. Similarly, you know, for, uh, you know, for UConn, granted, you know, they're playing Boston College, but, you know, in the context of this season, Boston College is not having a terrific season, no. so even a win over them, uh, you know, for UConn isn't going to help that much. At the same time, you, either of these teams, I think, pretty much have to keep winning to at least avoid dropping, you know, at least to tread water, right, and, and hope to get some help, but we may come down the stretch here and you know, folks have, other folks have talked about it. And it's not looking like hockey might get a lot of teams into the tournament in terms of at-large bids. A lot of teams are probably going to have to win the entire tournament. But it gets easier to win the tournament when it's now down to just a single game in each round. I mean, if you get a bye in the first round, you finish top five in the league. That's what I think makes a game like this so big. The winner... the winner, could determine it. They could determine it, yeah. The winner of this game, I think, has an inside track on finishing top five, at least over, at least in, in compared to the other team. Uh, and then if you do get that buy into the quarterfinals, you only have to win one game to get to the garden. Yeah, it's big. Real big difference, but real big. Uh, it's we kind of knew back in probably November that Hockey East wasn't going to have a lot of teams in the tournament. Some people said we were not. Like, I know I was saying it. I know Adam Water at CHN was saying it. Some people said we were nuts. They weren't winning non-conference games. They just weren't. Uh, and, and the overall record leveled out over the course of the of the non-conference schedule. But they basically beat up on the ECAC in Atlantic Hockey. They didn't do well against the big the bigger conferences, the Big Ten and the NCHC. So it's it's going to be hard. They've got a lot of teams that are right. Merrimack, Providence, Lowell, Connecticut's running the outside. Like, and that BU too. BU. That like 15 to 21 range is almost all hockey schools. But the thing is that, and even at those teams at 15, because of the teams that are just ahead of them, which largely you're talking about the NCHC yeah. is almost the, the top 14 there. You know, 
and almost all their teams are inside the top 14. There's almost like a like a ceiling there. It's tough to get through that to get past that 15 spot. It's going to be really hard. It's going to be really hard. Yeah, I, I, I even think you know from a Merrimack perspective, they're 15 coming into the night. You know, they they could win out and not crack the top 12 <laughs> based on who they're playing and who's ahead of them. So it's gonna it's gonna be hard the rest of the year. And, and not only does this game have implications on that, obviously, but it also has implications on the league standings, like you said. Which ultimately, I think for most of the hockey schools, is gonna be the most important thing. Uh, winning that tournament. Your thoughts on UConn? I'm impressed with seeing them in person. I've seen them obviously on tape before this, or uh, you know, on video, what have you. But you know, you got three lines. I think that are very, very dangerous. Ryan Torberg to me is just outstanding. You know, he scored two very pretty goals last weekend. Uh, he's got another real nice goal tonight. The top line obviously is really terrific. With first off, in the league, you both have goals tonight, and uh, and even the second line there. You know, listed on the line chart anyway. You know, Evans and Turnbull, Gatlin. These guys are all dangerous. And, you know, coming into this game, you could look at both of the teams and you say, well, they're both at the point now where they got three lines, really, that they can put on, out on the ice and have a chance to score goals. For UConn, uh, you know, certainly that's been the case. Uh, you know, they've got line goals from all three of their top lines tonight. Yeah, and they're right above the same record Merrimack is overall, 14-11, I think, coming into the night. I actually, I thought they'd be better than that at this point in the year. I really thought they were going to be one of the better teams in hockey. So they may still be. I mean, there's still time left. But, uh, you know, I didn't expect them to just be three games above, above 500 at this point. I thought they were a top-four team in September, and they could very well end up that way. But, yeah. yeah. You know, they've been up and down, right? I think they started strong and hit in a little bit of a slide there, right? And, of course, with the, the whole COVID situation where they were out for a month and a half. Yeah, definitely plays a role, yeah. And then they get back into the pitch. A little bit of a slow, you know, return to play there. Uh, but over the last few weeks or so, they've been very, very strong. Yeah, and they're just deep. I mean, they can score from everywhere. Uh, you know, I, like you said, you look at the line chart. I mean, they can score legit from three of those lines. There's two guys on each of those first three lines that are legit scores. Not many teams have that. I mean, there's a few. There's a few, but not many teams have it. And that enhances it, of course. You've also, I mean, there's a lot of good goaltenders in the leagues. Uh, you know, whether you've got Kermesson and Levi, who are so good. They're over in China you know, playing with the Olympic team, right? And their replacements, by the way, uh, almost haven't missed a beat, right? But then, you know, you've also got Hanson, the way that he's played. Um, you know, just a number of guys around the league, I think, have been have played pretty well. And uh, Hanson may be flying under the radar just because those other guys are getting an awful lot of attention. But uh, this is a UConn team that they're strong from the goaltender run on. Yeah, and, and that was a question mark for me coming into the year just because, I mean, he was good at Union two years ago. He didn't play last year. You know, so how much of an effect was that going to have? How long was it going to take him to kind of get into the flow of, of playing in games again? Because he hadn't done it in, in two years. But as it must have been, I mean, he was good at Union two years ago. That was a Union team that we saw. Now, did he sit all last year? I thought that he came in. He might have played with UConn last year. I thought he, I thought he missed all of last year. Uh, Vermont's turned pro the year before, oh, right? Last year. Okay. Yeah. Well, sorry, last year. Uh, so he, he had sat up because he was in Union, I think, most of last year. I think he may have transferred, you know, around the Christmas time or maybe in the second semester. So, uh, oh, you know what? Because both Union and RPI's goalies transferred to both the Capital District schools. Savory did play for Lowell, right? Savory, but yeah. but Hanson didn't play. Yeah, and it may have that. I don't remember exactly. That may have been due to timing uh, and when you enroll. I mean, you can't can't enroll. You can't play if you're not enrolled in a certain enrollment times when it comes to classes and stuff like that. But uh, he was really good two years ago. Kept a, a, a weaker Union team in a lot of games two years ago and, and has been great this year for UConn. Uh, Vermont coming up from Merrimack on Sunday. They're actually going to play three straight, so it's almost like a mini playoff series here before, except for the fact that there's no more three-game series in the playoffs. But uh, you had a chance to see Vermont 
Vermont yet. Thoughts on them? I realize they're still in a rebuilding mode, but uh, what can we expect on Sunday? You know, they're keeping games closer, which is not surprised me. Uh, they are really young. And I think one of the things that I talked to Todd Woodcroft a couple of weeks ago for our CHM podcast, and one of the things he said was he's, he's not sacrificing long-term results for short-term results, basically. So, like, late in games, when teams may shorten their bench a little bit, play their top two lines, he's still rolling four because he wants those freshmen to get experience that three, four years from now, they're ready to play in those types of situations. So that means he's expecting them to stick around and to play as opposed to saying, you know, I'm going to make some wholesale changes here and bring, bring in a lot of new guys. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I still think they're in they're in the rebuilding mode still. Not that they don't want to win games. I mean, I, I don't want it to be perceived like that. Like, oh, they don't care if they win games right now or not. Uh, but I think they want to win games. I mean, everybody does. But they're not going to do it at the expense of what they believe kind of the long-term goal is for their program. So young team, they've struggled to find wins. But compared to where they were last year, they're much more competitive than they were a year ago. All right, Mike, what do you have coming up either on uh, the blog or uh, College Hockey News or anything like that? Anything, anything big coming up uh, that you're writing about? <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing big, obviously, coverage from tonight. Uh, and then there's, I have a column running on CHN later in the week. Uh, then just a whole bunch of regular stuff, trying to just trying to stay sane here as we come down the stretch. Uh, you heading up to Vermont? No, I actually am going to miss three games in a row. Uh, Vermont, I, I've got a game at the coach on Sunday, and then my son's team is in a tournament the following week. So the two games that they're here, we're going to be going down the Cape in the winter, which should be fantastic. Good luck to you. <laughs> All right, so we won't talk to you again, I guess, until that Northeastern weekend uh, in March. Yeah, so have a good rest of February. <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave us with a Super Bowl pick. Oh, you gotta want the Bengals to win. Yeah, I, I mean, I think LA wins, but you think I think LA wins, but you gotta want the Bengals to win. <laughs> sure. I, I think LA probably wins a low-scoring game, seventeen fourteen. All right, Mike. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it as always. Uh, we'll see you in a few weeks. Exactly. Yeah, see you in a few weeks. All right, Mike McMahon, our guest here in the second intermission with UConn leading Merrimack four two. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.